1: This week, I bought her um, a brand-new Benz. Hmm. Um, Just so she would be comfortable driving um, by the time she um, brought the kid into the world. So, um, I felt like, um, as my wife, that I should, you know what I'm saying, let you know um, about that. Mm -hmm. How do you feel about that?
0: I mean, brand new car. You know, that's, I I get the transportation aspect. No honest man would want the mother of their child riding in a rideshare, train, bus, with a newborn baby. But a brand new car.
1: Why shouldn't it be brand new, like? I'm bringing a, a a king or a queen into the world, so they need to ride in. Okay.
0: Welcome to everyone's business but mine with me, Cara Berry, Married at First Sight Edition, aka, ugh, here go Chris and Paige and they're bullshit again. Everybody, let's just take a collective mental reset, a calming breath if you feel the need to. I don't know if you guys have, um, you know, some sort of transcendental meditation tricks, if you have a, a sound bath bowl, Light a candle, charge your crystals. Here we go. Let's talk about this episode. Where I feel like this is the episode, more than anything, really cemented the issues that the couples are having and will have in the future. These episodes tend to be, these like middle episodes leading up to like the month anniversary and stuff like that, these tend to be repetitive i would say because they just like i said they reinforce the issues that like if you had been paying attention to the show and what the cast members have been saying we already knew this but there was still a slightly more interesting angle to it and we get a an expert a wild expert has been found in the form of dr viviana people have been asking where they at where's pepper Where's Pastor Cal? Where's Dr. Viviana? And we see them. We see them. Well, we see Viviana this time. So thank God for that. That's an improvement from Pastor Cal. (laughs) Um, Let's start off. I mean, Vincent and Brianna really had nothing. They really had nothing to talk about. Dr. Viviana stops by to check in on them and talk about intimacy. And Vincent says, you know, we can joke together and laugh with one another and they like each other they like really like each other at the core so Viviana's like okay interesting I like that but I just think it's funny how based on what I've heard there have been a little bit of issues Vincent you know sometimes playtime can go a little less for you guys so let's unpack that Brianna starts to talk more about the champagne Vinny incident where he spilled, you know, half a milliliter of champagne on him and had a complete shit fit about it. And then also the salsa dancing incident, Salsagate, if you will. And Viviana basically gives Vincent the advice of, you know, if you're feeling some type of way about what Brianna has said to you, if it's rubbing you the wrong way next time ask Brianna what she means by that and Vincent says you know I you can tell that he's being a lot more reasonable now I think he knows that he was wild now and that he probably is going to look really silly but he says you know I notice that sometimes Brianna will question herself and she'll question whether or not she's going to say something to me and that makes me feel upset because I don't want Brianna, to worry about saying anything to me. Like, I'm just not that delicate. Well, I don't know. I mean, I think we would all agree otherwise, Vincent, but okay. If that's what you want to say, then that's what you want to say. Viviana asks what happened at the dance lesson, and Vincent totally admits he did not react well because he knows that at the end of the day, Brianna just meant to show him a good time, and this was supposed to be like a fun activity between the two of them he came in with a bad attitude and he also you know just wasn't really feeling quite himself that day he says he's gained a little weight and his clothes were tight he wasn't you know he just wasn't feeling the full fantasy of date night that night um but you know like their problems are not insurmountable their issues are just getting to know each other I think like they like each other but you know there's nothing everything to be said about time and experience and they just have to work out the kinks of really getting to know one another and knowing what rubs each other the wrong way knowing what rubs each other the right way hi um and then i think they'll be totally fine there was another scene where they did they like kind of built a fort in their living room and they blindfolded each other and they were feeding each other cheese and crackers and all sorts and there really was nothing to talk about but it was just more of a bonding time for them great let's move on all right y'all moving on to Virginia and Eric girl Virginia came right out the gate just revealing all of her passwords on national television what are you thinking girl what are you thinking (laughs) she literally just like oh um my dog is my dog's name is a password to Everything, every single bank account, every social media account, everything. Then Eric's dumbass basically says that his dog's name is a password to most of his accounts. And I really hope that it did not take that moment on national television for them to change their passwords. Because you know what, girl? Girl, what were you thinking? (laughs) what were they thinking i she probably had a whole 45 minutes where she had to change every password dummy dummy oh lord virginia then asks eric like do you want to exchange passwords and it's like well didn't you just what what do you mean (laughs) he says that he's open to it but then this leads to an argument about her texting men these guy friends and oh do you like Pictures of your ex on Instagram because you shouldn't even be friends with people that you used to date on social media. Blah, blah, blah. I mean, I cannot with this man. Let it go. Let it go. Frozen. Okay? Virginia says, I'm not sure if I should be upset about this conversation or not or keep it moving. And maybe I should be annoyed. Maybe I shouldn't. And Eric's like, well, you do get annoyed, don't you? Okay, tell us how you really feel, Eric. Virginia says that because she and Eric have such little time together that they don't really spend it addressing the real issues. And this is a part where I say, like, you know, even though she's heavily, heavily wine-soaked, Virginia still knows what's happening. And I appreciate that. And it really, it makes me like her a lot more. Definitely a lot more than Eric, especially what we when we hear later. I mean, listen, were we all surprised at what Virginia and Eric's real issue was? No. Let's talk about it. So Dr. Viviana comes over and she says, you know, I heard that you guys are really close with one another. And Virginia and Eric both agree that their love language is physical touch, right? And that Eric says, you know, Basically, this was very interesting, and I don't think he understood how warped what he was saying was, but he says that because they're so physically intimate with one another, that that is the base of their relationship. And that that helps that base, that foundation of them being horny for each other, basically helps them deal with the other issues, does it? does it that really sounds like you know for all the times that eric mentions how much older he is and how he's trying you know he's such a superhero who's meeting virginia where she's at in terms of her age and maturity level and and um life experience that is about the most immature emotionally unintelligent thing like We're just going to let our horniness guide the way and help everything, help all of that, like, smooth things over with each other. Like, girl, it's not going to go down like that, Eric. Not at all. Virginia, again, drops a truth bomb and says, you know, because we avoid issues, we're scared to be raw with each other and really get real with one another so dr viviana asks if there's anything in particular that they want to talk about and eric says you know we have a few differences of opinion about the country and about life in general now we have to remember that this is summer of 2020 and we also have to remember what's going on with america in summer of 2020 So when Eric says we have differences of opinion about the country. Well. Well, (laughs) I think that says all we need to know about where Eric lands on the side of the aisle politically. Do I really want to get into the anatomy of a Trump supporter? Not really. I'll just say what happens and you can just assume that I, I see it and I I know it, and I've read this book before. So Eric says, you know, I'm fine if we have issues that we disagree on, but Virginia says that she really struggles with that. Then she says in so many words that she's the liberal one, and she's used to being the liberal one because her family thinks the same way that Eric does, with the exception of her sister, who we all know is a lesbian and therefore, I suppose we can assume that she's also quite liberal in her thinking. Eric then says, you know, because he's had a military background that the issues that are important to him are not the issues that are important to Virginia. And that Virginia is really more into social issues and that it's hard for him to talk about, but he respects it. So he has now said multiple times that he... Even though they do not have the same vision, that they do not hold the same things in high regard, whatever you want to call it, um, that he respects it. He has said this multiple times, but then he points to Virginia and says, she has the problem. Okay. Viviana says, you know, when you enter into this sort of relationship with somebody, you have to be introspective and think about basically what is important to you on a morality level, right? And you need to think about how deeply you might feel about an issue that you're not willing to change your mind about versus what you could gain from opening your mind and being more accepting to something that you weren't in the past, Eric 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 (laughs) then because Eric then says I know what I believe in and that's it so all those times you're talking about like I respect her and we can have a difference of opinion and I'm willing to listen to her but she's really the problem because she doesn't want to listen to me but then you immediately say I know what I know and I'm not going to change so (laughs) Which one is it, Eric? Which one is it? Dr. Viviana says, okay, well, what are you guys going to do about children? Are you guys just going to share your own beliefs? Are you going to let your children pick from that? Or are you going to draw a hard line? And this brings up the child issue because Eric has been very adamant about wanting to have kids this whole time. Virginia has been 50-50. And it's clear to me now why virginia is 50 50 when it comes to eric because she says you know i always came from the mindset when it came to kids that if i got married and my husband wanted children then we can have that conversation right and eric sarcastically says like oh are we going to talk about it yeah we are or no we're not maybe mr maga okay uh virginia says like on top of that her issues are their age in the sense that eric is older he's gonna want to have children before she does and so she starts playing the numbers game of like okay if i want to have children at 30 she's 26 and eric is 34 at this point so we're talking four years eric's gonna be pushing 40 at that point right and you know she's like i know it's an issue because eric is Wants to have kids as soon as possible. He says, for sure, I do not want to have children in my 40s. And if you don't want to have kids at all, like, I'm out. I'm out. So later we see Eric and Virginia get down on, or get up on the bed. And they start being really vulnerable with one another. Eric starts talking about how his insecurities started manifesting right his insecurity origin story if you will he says that basically i don't know why i think this is so funny (laughs) i think it's just because it's eric i i don't i'm a horrible person you guys i'm so sorry (laughs) but he basically says that his insecurities lie from the fact that he has been cheated on in Damn near every relationship that he's ever been in. And so while he trusts Virginia, he pulls the typical, and I hate when people say this, like, I trust you, I just don't trust other people. And it's like, well, what do you want me to do with that? That's an impossible thing to overcome. There's no solution to that. Like, I can't help you with that. But Virginia, says she understands. And then she starts talking about her damage origin story, which is that Virginia and Eric are kind of like Bethany and Jason, right? In the sense that Jason, Jason, Eric has had this base of a healthy family dynamic. His parents have been married for damn near 40 years. That is all he knows. And so he's only used to healthy relationships. But I have to, you know, begs the question of, stop putting... Why are we putting Eric on a pedestal? Because he just said that all of his relationships have been shitty and dysfunctional. So even though he comes from a pretty sturdy, whatever, doesn't matter because it's not really happening in his life. But Virginia says that her, she starts talking about her her adolescence and why she has such a hesitance towards having children so her parents got divorced they broke up and she for whatever reason stopped talking to her father then years later her mom ends up moving out of town so she had to live with her aunt and at that point her relationship with her father started to rekindle so she says her hesitancy to have children is that she is so scared to put them in that situation she just never wants a child to feel the way that she felt Perfectly understandable. Eric says he gets it. We'll see if he actually does because it seems like Eric really starts leaning into being a villain in this relationship based on the preview. So I'm very interested in seeing how this all manifests in terms of their relationship. It seems like he has a lot of hard lines and... I don't know how they're gonna make it work do we do you guys have a lot of faith in this relationship do you think they're gonna be okay on decision day because I kind of feel like even through all of this Virginia might be the one to say yes and Eric might be the one to pull back so y'all let me know what your predictions are on with Virginia and Eric alright y'all let's move on to Haley and Jacob mmm Hmm. <laughs> so, Viviana comes over and asks Haley and Jacob, like, what is the state of this union? What's going on with your marriage? Haley says that basically they've had an argument every couple days and we're about three weeks into this relationship, but you know, they're trying to have several days in a row in which that does not happen. Like, I wonder if they're putting in. You know, the Simpsons Simpsons factory of, like, zero days since an accident. It feels like it. It really feels like it. Viviana says that, you know, I heard you guys were in a bit of a friend zone right now, so let's talk about that. And Jacob says, basically, (laughs) the one time that they did have sex, that it felt kind of like Haley did it because they're married, and she felt like that was something they should do. I have been begging I've been asking the question this whole time since Haley admitted that they had sex. Does Jacob understand the correlation or has it crossed his mind that maybe his dick is trash and that's not really helping the situation? You know, I think he might be getting there. Baby steps, you know, baby steps. Um, or in, or in Jacob's case, moonwalks, he's moonwalking into this realization. I'll I'll have to meet him on his level and do an eighties reference. So Haley starts to get a little bit emotional and she says she hates this dude. (laughs) Like there are really not a lot of things that she likes about Jacob, but everything that she has asked Jacob to change, he's done. He's done everything. She says, you know, usually she connects with people very easily, but she's not, that's not the case with Jacob. So Dr. Viviana asks, is there a physical attraction? And Haley says, you know, when I walked down the aisle, just like she said to her girlfriends, I was 50-50, middle of the road, willing to see where this goes, but I wasn't really swayed one way or the other by Jacob's looks. She said once they got to know each other, She felt like she was doing a lot of the work and that that was unattractive to her. Now, I see that. I definitely see that. But I also feel like, you know, like I I was talking to Corey and Carly from Surviving Sister Wives. And we were talking about how, like, Haley doesn't really bring a whole lot to the table herself. So we have somebody with a C personality, Haley trying to bond with somebody with a F or D personality, maybe even a C minus, you know, and it's just not gelling. Like they both need somebody who is better than them. (laughs) They both need somebody who is going to be fun. Because I feel like neither of them are really that fun. So Viviana asks straight up, like, is there anything here that you guys want to work towards? Jacob says he does, but Haley just nods. Which is a a real tell out of Haley. What I notice is when Haley is uncomfortable and where she's maybe agreeing to something that she doesn't want to agree to necessarily, those lips really get to pursing they damn near disappear and she just gives like a very tight nod and you can tell she wants to say more but she's keeping it cute so she says in a confessional like if this were a normal situation she would have been out by now but because she's married and she she just doesn't want to give up too quickly viviana tells them you know the first step I think i want you guys to take is to just be comfortable with one another and to be comfortable being alone with one another so she leads them into the bedroom and they have a threesome just kidding um she basically suggests that they start by first of all sharing a bed sharing a bedroom and also give each other a kiss in the morning and good night start with there see where it goes Haley says you know it'll be uncomfortable for me at first but i am willing to try so The next day, we see Dr. Viviana talking to Haley alone. And she asks how the night went before. And Haley says, you know, it it was a little bit better. But the attraction aspect is a bit of a struggle for her. And we see that. So Dr. Viviana's like, well, I got some receipts for you, girl. And I'm going to call you to the carpet. So she pulls out her phone and says, let's go back to the questionnaire that we asked Everybody, when they were starting the process. So, the question she goes to is How picky do you think you are? And how picky do you think you are when it comes to choosing a partner? Haley's answer was that she's very picky, but and then also she tends to pick people apart before she bonds with them, but it always ends up blowing up in her face. So she beats herself up for picking these guys apart, and then she promises to give the next guy an actual chance. Not not a great cycle there, Haley. Not great at all. My issue is that they keep putting all of this stuff on Haley, and maybe that's fair in this instance, because she has admitted multiple times that she has asked a lot of Jacob and that he has adhered to every single one of them but you know she says she's scared that like what if he changes too much and that he's doing all these changes for me and not being himself the bigger question is like what if he does everything that I ask him to and I still don't like him because that seems what's happening I kind of feel bad for Both of them? I really do because (sighs) I feel like neither of them do themselves any favors but I also feel like both of them are trying in whatever trying means to them it's sad and it's awkward and I feel like most of all I'm the victim and I shouldn't have to see this.
1: For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com.
0: Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor-guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Later, we see them get in bed with each other and... Jacob's like, I, I assume he's trying to be funny, but he asks like, can we have, can we spoon, can we engage in sensual touch with one another? Can I kiss you? And Haley's like, no. She's <laughs> you know, like, literally, no heart emoji. Like, no, thank you. Not interested. Not today, and probably not tomorrow. So that was really the end of Haley and Jacob for this week. Let's move on to Ryan and Clara. You guys, I love Clara. I'm unabashed in my appreciation for Clara. I like her. I did not like her in the beginning. I thought she was a little bit of a freak out, but I like her. And I feel like she is holding a bunch of dead weight, To put it in terms that Ryan can understand, Ryan is the kettlebell. And Clara's really... You guys, I don't know CrossFit. I don't know CrossFit terms. I'm trying here, but I don't. He's dead weight. Y'all get it. (laughs) Um, So the expert's... We didn't really see a whole lot of them until about halfway into the episode where, you know, those um, like bingo things where you put all the balls in and you crank it and then you pick out what you want. That's what the experts gave them. But this thing is full of questions. So Clara clearly is like, bitch, I'm horny. Okay. And I can't take it anymore. (laughs) She is frustrated that Ryan just does not want to put it in her, like for lack of a better phrasing. Okay. So, Ryan's first question is, How would Clara like Clara, how would you like for me to initiate romance? And she says, Just do it, dude. Like, she wants to get banged out so bad, y'all. And I feel for her. And she's, she, she really is like, Trying to be patient. And it's not working. <laughs> so. The next question is. To Ryan. What is your favorite. Sexual position. And why? And Ryan immediately clamps up. And he's like. Oh that's aggressive. And you know. I, I just take it as it comes. Like. You know. We can just do normal. Normal stuff. And Claire's like. Well what if I like. Like a crazy position. And he's like. Yeah. I mean. We can. We can. Like, I'll be damned. Like, I understand they've only known each other a few weeks, but I feel like Ryan is taking that information and running with it and trying to use it to his advantage. I, much like Clara, will be damned if I'm in a situation where I cannot talk to my husband or partner. Let's just say that they started dating and that they've been dating for a few weeks. You guys are grown-ass people. Y'all are full adults. If three weeks into the situation, you guys can't have, and I understand that there are cameras there, but Ryan is giving me Iris. Of Iris and Keith. Keith, that delicious-looking man, that tall drink of water, he was so cute. And Iris, the virgin, who clammed up, no pun intended, every time that sex was mentioned, but also she like wanted it both ways of like, I'm a virgin, I'm a virgin, I'm a virgin, but why do we always have to talk about my virginity? And it's like, well, because you lead with your virginity girl, I want Keith and Claire to hook up and I want them to bang out and I want them to have children. Right. Right. I, I want that for them. And Clara and, or excuse me, um, Iris and Ryan can go in the corner and be awkward and not talk about sex with one another. Like, I'll just be damned if I'm in a situation where we can't have an open and honest conversation about our sexuality and what we like and what we want. He is placing such a precedent on all of these things that don't really matter and I'm appreciative that we saw their storyline this week, because this actually brought up something that I had been thinking about, as how we as a society view the importance of sex and how much that is brought on women. And this came out in a conversation with uh, Viviana there. So as we see Viviana come into the apartment, we also get a confessional with Clara. And she says, you know, I've never, I never imagined being in a marriage where sex is being withheld. So I'm hoping that Viviana can come over and figure out our sex issues, quote unquote. I think this phrasing is really important that she uses the term withheld. (laughs) Because that to me is not like... It's it's intentional, right? There's an intention behind that when she says it. It's not just like we're not there yet. It's he's intentionally not letting us get to this next stage in our relationship. And I'm getting really frustrated about it. Okay. So she says she wants another set of eyes and ears on the situation to figure Ryan out. So Dr. Viviana asks, like, what are the good things first? Let's get that out of the way. And Ryan says, You know, our relationship is really natural. And I feel like if I had met Clara just outside of the show, it would be the same way. Clara comes right out the gate and is like, Ryan and I are really affectionate with each other, but the sex is not happening in the way that I wanted it to. Ryan says, you know, blah, 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 about how important it is to build a foundation that's not physical immediately and... Viviana points out to Ryan, you, the way you talk, you talk a lot about what you need and what you want, but have you considered what Clara needs? And then she asks, you know, has there ever been a situation where you guys were hot and heavy and you were doing things physically that felt natural to you and then things stopped? And Clara's face was like, girl, you don't know the half of it. (laughs) So, Clara says that Ryan puts the brakes on sex. 100 percent of the time ryan keeps talking about building a foundation like he's fucking bob the builder and is like you know how close are we to getting to that point how much of this foundation needs to be built are the are the um is the concrete has that been laid it, or where are we where are we in this building process And Ryan's like, well, you know, I don't have a percentage, but we're getting there. And Viviana's like, okay, well, I think we might need to put some numbers out there, put some percentages out there. I'm not trying to be nosy, but I think that Clara wants to know, and she wants to know, like, what is our deadline here? Ryan keeps using all these buzzwords. So (sighs) Dr. Viviana's like, okay, never mind, (laughs) Clara, how long can you wait? Until this becomes an issue. And Clara says, you know, we're on totally opposite ends of the spectrum. Ryan needs this foundation of intimacy and emotional intimacy, all that bullshit to get to the physical level. But I need the physical level to open up on an emotional level. And, you know, she says Ryan's taking things a lot slower than what she's accustomed to. And it's hard on her. So Dr. Viviana asks to speak to Claire alone. And she says, you know, like, she tells. She squeals. And basically, like, we're doing everything but. And I just, I'm a little bit confused about what the difference is between all the things that we're doing and just having sex. Like, we might as well just be having sex at this point. So, yeah, she, you know, Dr. Viviana's like, have you thought that, like, maybe he's a virgin? And Clara's like, huh. (laughs) Well, interesting. But then she thinks about it and she says, you know, I feel like Ryan's been pretty honest about everything else. And he said that he's not a virgin. So I actually trust him. So then Clara says, you know, He is religious, and I do think that maybe that might be the issue, because I'm not religious. Clara admits that she's not like other girls. She does not tie sex to an emotional response. Like, that's not really even her thing. It's not been her thing, even in past relationships. Like, if I, she says, if I've loved or cared about somebody, that's been one thing But, like, the sex part of that is just sex. Like, I don't have all these emotional ties to sex. So this is the thing that I've been thinking about is, like, we as a society have really made women and men. Like, we've all heard a man say, I don't want to have sex with this girl because I'm afraid that she'll get in too deep and I feel like she's going to fall for me and I just don't want that burden emotionally right but I feel like a lot of girls don't really feel that way and we're just sort of saddled with this idea that like on a physical biological level that every person that we have sex with is somebody that we end up like falling madly in love for and that's bullshit and I it almost seemed like Viviana was going to side with that aspect of like it almost felt like she was going to be like oh that's a little weird that you don't tie physical intimacy to emotional intimacy but then she kind of she fixed herself right and Clara starts to get emotional when she talks about how she hasn't had that physical and emotional like that doesn't tie to her and Viviana asked her about it she's like no like I'm not crying because I think that there's something wrong with me. (laughs) Like I'm fine. I'm just worried more about Ryan that if he knows that it's sex is just sex for me, that he's, it's going to be an issue for him. And I don't think she's wrong for thinking that. I think it sucks that she has to think that. I just love Clara. Clara. Let's move on. Here we go again. Patty, Melton, Paige. Of course, the opening of their scene, sad music starts playing and Paige is shuffling all around that apartment alone. Alone, saying that the last time she spoke to Chris, they had made the decision to hit refresh on their relationship, but it's been two days. Nothing has happened since. She's not heard from Chris. And when she tried to call him, it went straight to voicemail. Y'all know I officially ended my um, allegiance or sympathy, empathy, any fee for Paige last week. This girl is determined to look like Boo Boo the Fool. And why should I have to be? Why should we? Why should we as a society have to be subjected to this? It's not fair. It's um, it's, it's not fair. <laughs> I don't appreciate it. <laughs> so then Chris, we see Chris knock on the door and says, what's up, yo? And hugs her like a Duggar side hug. Like she's his sister. This, it's clear to me at this point. Like I was feeling it a couple episodes ago, but officially my statement on the matter is Chris is only coming around to not get fined. He's like, I'm literally, I'm just here so I don't get fined. I'm only going to talk to you and communicate with you to fulfill my filming obligations. I'm not trying to, um, you know, I'm not trying to get fined here. And therefore, this is the only time I want to talk to you. I'm thinking... Does he just give up the ghost at some point, and that's why he lost his subway franchise? Is that he was like, "I'll just take this fifty thousand dollar fine because Homegirl does not get that I'm not fucking with her, and I'm just gonna eat it. I'm just gonna eat that money." Mm, mm, mm. Chris has um graciously told us that he has decided to pause his thoughts on the divorce for now. Thank you so much, benevolent king, that you have decided to you know. <laughs> Um, just put a time out on manipulating the situation anymore. You're pausing the situation. You're pausing the divorce because you don't want to have to pay that fifty dollars check. That fine that you're going to get if you dip out on the show. That's it. That's it. So, <laughs> when Viviana knocks on the door, you guys, this little dickhead says it's your house and makes her open the door (laughs) has this man spent any time in their um, neutral apartment their neutral couple's apartment does he know what the bathroom looks like has he seen the furnishings has he has he gotten a drink out of the refrigerator does he know what any part of this apartment looks like aside from the one ones that you see when you walk through that door it's your house. I mean, he's not wrong, but also, he's so wrong for that.
1: Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands.
0: And she's like, you know, I'm just here to see if there's any hope or chance of improvement between you guys. So she turns to Chris and says, I feel like I hardly know you. Because the person that we met throughout this matchmaking process and the person that you were after you got married are totally different. Chris says that between the marriage and the filming and the baby, that he has gone into a depressive state. And that's why he's so different. So, Viviana asks Paige, How are things going for you? And Paige is just like, I feel like I'm living in a nightmare. So, that's how that's going. (laughs) She says, You know, it's not at all what I anticipated, but now I feel secondary to this whole situation, not even to the baby. I feel secondary to Mercedes to the show. <laughs> like you're not a secondary is generous, Paige. You're not even a you know, as as New York Tiffany New York Pollard would say, you're a non-motherfucking factor in this whole situation. Sad. Sad girl. So Dr. Viviana asked the question of what we're all thinking is if you feel like you're secondary to this whole process and why do you stay in this marriage we have to hear that three letter word which is now like a four letter word to me in this situation which is God, Paige brings up God again and how God told her to be a supportive wife despite everything that goes on (sighs) okay (laughs) okay Viviana's like, girl, ultimately, Paige, it's your life. You can do whatever you want. But what do you want out of this? And Paige says, I'm simple. I just want a phone call or FaceTime, you know, a messenger pigeon, a message in a bottle, any sort of communication, Morse code, uh, blinks, sign language, any sort of communication from this absolute demon of a human being. So Viviana turns to Chris and asks what he wants. And he says, you know, I just don't want to feel pressured. And, you know, she wants me to talk to her at least once a day. And I just feel like that feels forced. But Viviana's like, okay, what Paige is asking for you is actually pretty minimal. So if you don't feel like you can do that, maybe we need to have a different conversation. (laughs) Chris says his heart really isn't in this. I don't know that you have the heart to be putting it anywhere, but okay. Um, in a confessional page says, this is bullshit. And I've never been in a position where I've had to force someone to communicate with you. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. Maybe you should think about that page. Maybe that's something that you should think about when you um, lay your head down and pray. Okay. Maybe that's something you need to think about. So page, ask Chris like what are you comfortable with in terms of our communication and he starts talking to like basically dating why don't we hang out why don't we go out why don't we get um dinner sometime and Viviana's like whoa 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 you can't have a phone conversation or FaceTime once a day but you're willing to like be in physical contact with her and do those things that are far more serious and more involved than just having a conversation over the phone yeah, do you think it's because Chris knows that he really doesn't bring anything to the table, um, in terms of intelligence, and so having to like sit and have a conversation with a serial perpetual liar is probably going to be pretty exhausting for him. When in person, he can you know put on that whatever version of charm. I mean, literally, all he has to do is say, "Page, I'm, I'm really, I'm one, I'm one step closer to to getting." close to you Uh, we're we're that much closer and I'm feeling vulnerable with you okay and then she eats it up she eats it right on up so you know boo boo the fool is back again Chris starts saying you know it's sad (laughs) and I'm confused and Viviana and Paige look at each other like Do you know what he's talking about? Because I don't know, girl. I don't know what he's talking about either. Okay. So, then we see Virginia. Dr. Viviana's gone. Our next scene is Virginia, take. excuse me, Paige taking out a picture, excuse me, Paige takes out a piece of paper and she starts writing down the days of the week. Chris sitting there and they're basically writing a calendar for each other to we can do this activity on this day. We can do this activity. What is What activities can we do? And what do we think our desired outcome is? Torture. This is absolute torture. Like, kill me. Seriously, kill me. Chris suggests, you know, maybe I'll bring over dinner one night and, you know, we can have a Bible study. <laughs> okay. Chris says that he thinks that God is the one thing that's missing in this equation. And that's about the most correct thing that he's ever said, Paige. Your God is not here. Your God has left the building. Your God wants to be excluded from this narrative. Your God is looking at you like, mm, "Now, why am I in it? See how I get thrown into stuff? I ain't even did nothing." That's that's Paige's God. Um, so he comes over later with some Harold's chicken because Chris is from Chicago. I'm also from Illinois. Harold's chicken. I think they have a place in... Well, they must have a place in Atlanta. Um, Harold's Chicken, truly... If Chris said they need to put God in their relationship and that's the best thing he said, the second best thing he said was that I'm going to bring over some Harold's Chicken because that chicken is bomb. It's like the landmark hood spot in Chicago and their chicken is so good, you guys. (laughs) I have not had Harold's chicken since I was a child and I can still taste what Harold's chicken tastes like in my mouth. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. So they start eating and I noticed something that should not have surprised me yet. It did. Um, Chris had dirty fingernails and that should be the one thing like if, If we take everything else out of the equation, that would be the thing that I was like, you know what? I can't do this anymore and I got to get out. I do not like when a man has dirty fingernails, especially when you're, we're about to eat, sir. And we're in the middle of a panini. Wash your hands and get under your fingernails. Do you, do your ABCs if you can, Chris and clean up, clean up everybody everywhere. So, they sit down and they're eating and they're not really talking to each other. And he's like, so uh, were you going to lead the the Bible study? And she's like, Oh, I thought you want to do it, but girl, you know, he wasn't doing that. So she gets her Bible out and she was <laughs> like, you know what? There was something that reached out to me that spoke to me. And that was Isaiah 55. So I believe it is Isaiah 55, seven. Chris gets out his phone and he recites what that verse is. I couldn't find the translation that he said on TV, but I just found the most easiest one to, um, to understand. So, Isaiah 55 7 is, let the wicked forsake his way, and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord that he may have compassion on him, and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. So basically, what I'm getting from that is Um, you have brought evil into this marriage, (laughs) Christopher, and I think you need to get right with Jesus before this blows up in in my face, yet again. Um, Chris starts to interpret what he got from that, and I'm not even going to torture y'all because it was words. It was like, just like the... uh, like a like a word scramble and he was just taking words from wherever he could find in his mind and just putting them in in sequence with each other and it didn't really make sense it truly did not under i didn't get it <sighs> is that all we saw of them i feel like it was you know Paige again is like oh i feel like we've refreshed i feel like we have started over again and guess what girl Guess guess who's gonna have egg on their face according to the preview next week? You! Can't wait to see it, girl. Played yourself. Again. Alright, you guys. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening. Thank me for speaking. I'll be back next week. Ugh. Love you. Not you, Chris. Bye! Y'all, I am absolutely tripping. I was thinking about Chris and Paige and my mind was like, I knew he did some more bullshit than what he just did. But I could not think of what it is. Turns out my notes deleted a lot of the things that I wanted to talk about. So thank God I went and looked at the Twitter page to see what happened. Girl, I'm sorry, y'all. I would have been, I would have felt so stupid for forgetting this. This little, ugh, meatball. And I don't want to insult meatballs because they're one of my favorite foods. That little patty melt had the nerve. To drop a bomb, oh my god, y'all. To drop a bomb on her on page yet again. And he's like, uh, I want to tell you something. He tells her, <laughs> dog, the hits just keep coming. He tells her this whole story setting it up about how six years ago, a Mercedes got into a car accident. And I think we all thought that this was going to go in a completely different direction and that he was going to say that that car accident caused her to be infertile in some way and that she actually was not pregnant. We all thought that, right? skirt No. What actually happened is that He says that in the six years, six years since she's been, had this car accident, that she has not driven. He said it was a bad accident, that she's been relying on Uber and Lyft this whole time. Public transportation. And so, he decided to buy her a brand new Mercedes. (sighs) <laughs> okay. Okay. Paige's confusion. And she's like, all right. I'm trying to be understandable here. We haven't really had an in depth conversation about the baby and the baby mama. That's something that I feel like we should be doing. I want to build a foundation of friendship. And I think we need to be a little bit more transparent about the situation. So. I understand you wanted to get a car for your baby mama. I understand you don't want her to have a brand new cat child and be relying on rideshares and the train and the MARTA system. I get that. Where I'm confused is why you brought her a brand new luxury vehicle. And Chris says, well, I don't know what the problem is. Like, She's going to be riding around with my with the future king or queen. (laughs) Okay, Meghan Markle. She's going to be uh, Sir, you are not Prince William. Mercedes is not Kate Middleton. This is not a future king or queen. I mean, God forgive me. I don't want to disparage a child, especially one that's not here yet. But for fuck's sake, <laughs> let's keep it real. Any child of Chris's is not going to be a part of royalty, figuratively or otherwise. Let, I mean, let's keep it all the way a hundred. I'm so glad I I saw that before I uh, before I finished recording and and finished all this whole episode because I really would have been so mad. I I mean, my God, <laughs> Paige and I rolled at each other's eyes at the fir- at the same time. And I had to like, un I had to reverse that eye roll because I didn't want to be on the same wavelength as Paige. Because girl, you stay looking stupid. So you can't, you don't really have the authority and the ability or the right to be rolling your eyes because you are choosing to stay in this bullshit. And so you can't be like, oh, here go hell come. Here I am looking fucking stupid again. Oh, oh here we go around again on this merry-go-round no that's for me you need to just accept it because you have chosen to you continue to stay in this relationship despite the fact that even production and the experts are saying get out get out so I'm gonna get out now okay a Mercedes for Mercedes I'll be damned alright y'all bye